Thank you for tuning in to episode 183 of the Dawson D Show, coming to you from sunny Queensland. Our guest today is a jack of all trades. You may know him from his professional cricketing career, dominating for over 10 years at the Queensland Bulls and various T20 comps. Or you may know him from his work on Survivor, not once, but twice. Or it could be his multiple business pursuits, his media work, or the front cover of Men's Health. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Lee Castledine. From all the various pursuits mentioned before, it's fair to say we covered all of them and what a chat this was. Lee is a ripping bloke with a lot of stories to tell and a wealth of knowledge across the board. Lee's about to share with you the different aspects of his life, the highs, the lows, and the transitions between totally different careers. It's a great testament to the possibility of achieving so many great feats when you have a rock-hard mindset. Plus, we have two hilarious segments with the ever-unpredictable What's in the Golf Box returning for a show first that you need to hear, and the debut of a brand new segment where Lee and Dos go head-to-head in The Price is Right. Follow and subscribe so you never miss a show. But now it's time to get into the episode. Here he is, the one, the only, Lee Castledine. All right, Doss, we're on the sunny Gold Coast again, and we're with a jack of all trades. We've got so many topics to cover, and I can't wait. Lee Castledine, welcome to the Doss and D Show. It's a pleasure to be here, boys. I must say, I was saying to D on the way up, I've been seeing your face all over Facebook at the moment. I'm so, I apologise for that. Dr- drone it, drone it, group. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Uh, unless you buy a course, you'll <laughs> keep getting hit until until you buy a course. So should we that's, sign up? That's good marketing, Lee. Yeah, that's great. Cool. I get that all the time when I go to the gym. I go, can you stop with the, Can you stop with the adverts? I said, well, just buy a course and we'll leave you alone. I was that's getting in Melbourne though, so yeah. it must be. Well, you're yeah. all over Australia, aren't you? And now that you're sitting in the same room with me, we'll ramp things up. A bit. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, that <laughs> Hold can't on, be yeah. but, uh, Talk to us a little bit about it because how it's probably what eight years old yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really strange because people go, "How did you get into a drone business? Yeah. They go, oh, did you fly model aircraft as a kid?" I said, "No way. I would have been bullied at school if I did that." <laughs> so it came out of actually unemployment. I was right. I was. Uh, uh, I, I retired from cricket and I was sort of typical sort of ex-athlete trying to find their way, manage their way through, you know, what they wanted to sure. do in the next chapter of their life. And I had this really cool radio gig, breakfast radio gig. I thought, this is it. I'm set, you know, up the Sunshine Coast, where I'm from, family's up there. And then three months later, we got fired. We all got fired. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So that was like – and I went, okay, what do I do now with my life? And then I always loved doing, creating a bit of content, you know, whether it be photography or videos yep. or anything like that. And I saw this guy flying a drone around. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So I thought, well, I've got no – I've got a bit of time on my hands. <laughs> let's, yeah. <laughs> let's go out and buy one. And back in the day, those the drones were like – half build your own so i had to attach a gopro on and sort of figure out how to do it yeah right um started flying and started doing some cool videos just mainly for people surfing and stuff there's a lot of coastal stuff yep um and then started getting some jobs so it's just services based jobs and i was probably i think the 24th person 24th person in australia to actually have a license wow so, so then for yeah, the next okay. two or three years i was just flying around doing all these cool jobs mm. and i was like this is nice and then obviously everyone else caught on to the fact this is a pretty cool thing to do uh and the regulations changed a bit changed a bit and then we about four years ago we decided to go down the path of um of getting uh, of getting being a training school so we're a casa accredited yeah. training school now so we license people up as well so that's our main focus i still do the odd job from time to time when i make calls up and says, hey, can you do this? And because uh, I work in media, I do a bit sure. of – sometimes when I'm actually presenting uh, for a weekend or a creek to coast, which is a couple of shows I do up here, I have to get on the sticks because the cameraman's <laughs> too busy doing something He's else. He's in the dunny. Like, oh, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes me more employable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. What, yeah, it's going really well. What awesome. are the regulations? Because that was one thing I wanted to ask you today because – You've like, flown. I, I, well, <laughs> well, I, like, I know a few people that have drones, one in particular, yeah. another, say, content creator or video uh, marketing agency person, and I see some of the footage, I go, are you allowed to do that? Probably not there. I did <laughs> like skyline in the city stuff in Melbourne, and oh, I was like, right. I don't think that's allowed. Yeah, like, there's a, there's a, there's a basic rule. You don't have to fly with a license, but then if you want to, if you're a, a you know a videographer or a, a surveyor or you know police or defence or anything like that, a lot of the times you need licenses to give you more exemptions, more things to fly, like flying at night, flying around people in controlled airspace. There's a whole nother podcast about yeah. that. But essentially you can fly without a license, but then you can't get insurance as well. So if you're a small operator, something goes wrong, CASA will be all over you, insurance company, you know. Yeah. So you make yourself liable. But a lot of times you do see footage and these FPV pilots out there who are really skillful, amazing. These 
these are the guys who used to be nerds three years ago. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden someone said, I'm going to put a GoPro on this and then fly through chimneys, in and out of, uh, you know, houses, you name it. And then all of a sudden they're the, they're the cool kids on the yeah. block. Yeah, they're getting paid thousands of dollars just to do drone shoots, you know, yeah. daily drone shoots and stuff like that. So um, it's a fascinating space, but we stick to the licensing side of things because mm. that's uh, that's where the opportunity is. That's where the, the, the money is because yeah. um, everyone's fighting, you know, scraping the bottom of the barrel for the – to be the cheapest to do real estate and things like that. And we just didn't want to go down that path. So yeah, it's busy and we're all over Australia as well. So which is awesome, capital city. Yeah. spent a fair bit of time in Melbourne this year, but Melbourne's our biggest, <laughs> biggest struggling state. To but get on. we have to keep yeah. uh, delaying because of the, um, uh, the weather. I go, oh, fly right, down there. you guys down there. I don't know. <laughs> So, we got a backlog of about three months because we just go, have we got a window here of, of weather? <laughs> I must say, we've only, we've only been here two nights and I swear it's been either it's been said that. 40 it's degrees and then last night I was, you know, we were hiding under the bed because thunderstorms. <laughs> like, yeah. it was ridiculous. Yeah, we had to train uh, eight students yesterday in 35 degree heat oh. and they were hurting. Yeah. They oh, were, they would have been. as well. <laughs> yeah. well. But I was in the shade just telling you what to do. So. Well, that, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you've worked that one out. Well, we're going to kind of cover a lot of areas yeah. and one I'm really interested to talk about is cricket. But uh, just with the drone, is there any contras with the BBL or the Brisbane Heat? Is there any uh, any action kind of going there? You... No. They, uh, one thing I, I do keep myself over is every shot now in every sporting event, whether yep. it be AFL, rugby league, cricket, you'll have this establishing drone shot. Yes. And it happens all over the world. I went, why don't I sort of corner that market and sort of just – absolutely dominate the market yeah. and have an operator in each capital city. But that's probably – that's the only thing that I – we have done a bit of content for them in the past because I've got my own media sort of production yeah, company of as well. Oh. So we do a little bit of work there. Obviously, the drones are pretty easy to do. But, um, yeah, nothing nothing with uh, with drones. I, I really would love – we had we had Rocket Man come in at the start of the season. Um, that was a guy on a, on a, back, a jet pack oh. flying oh, okay. around the Gabba, which was pretty cool. I'd love to do – Put some holding John for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> But a drone show inside the, uh, you know, those thousand lights sort yeah, of things. Yeah. I'd love to do that at an event somewhere. But uh, there's a lot of regulations. To, you'd have to probably take you two years to plan that one out. But, well, yeah. we nearly got our heads taken off. At the, we went to the Australian Open a couple of nights ago in Melbourne and uh, the drone's flying around just the, like, outdoors, just around the precinct to get all those shots. Like mm. over, over people as well. So yeah. just totally, yeah. Um, all the rules and regulations get thrown out the window with that because yeah. they just want to get the shot because, yeah, there's yeah. yeah, is a, is a fine balance between sticking to the rules and regs and then obviously breaking them to get the shot as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you've got a production company, <laughs> uh, got the drone company, you've obviously uh, got the gym now as well. Yeah, just down the road. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so we're in Burley. So yeah. in Burley? Yeah, Burley just opened in December as well. So there's about six or seven of them. There's one in one in Melbourne and Cremorne and uh, it's going well. I opened in December time. Um, I've been using the, this sort of type gym, functional fitness, think of CrossFit but without the, the with the shirts on and no wads or, you know, workout of the day <laughs> yeah. and, and no heavy lifting like in terms of lift, Olympic lifting. Um, yep. It's all sort of hybrid type workouts and it's – sort of highly functional as well in terms of high performance. So, yeah, it's it's worked for me for the last sort of two years and haven't broken down too many times. And the owner uh, of, of the business said, you know, do you want to do you want to go in to Burley? And I had a look at the location and the location's spot on. And it's as you've – you went for a run the other day or we talking yeah. – um, and you've noticed how health-orientated the Gold Coast is Absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, it's a, well, and again, I mean, another feather to his cap, and I know we're rolling through his credentials, but for the people that uh, that will go and, of course, stalk Lee straight after this podcast, or maybe as we're, we're talking now, it, it doesn't. You don't have to go far on his Instagram page to find uh, the cover of Men's Health. In fact, it's pinned uh, to it's the top of the page. right to the top. Until day I die, till the day I die, I that will be to the top. And that, Mate, that I would about, That's weird how that came about. I, I, I finished with Survivor. We we're part of. I was lucky enough to be part of the original show the very first and obviously like anything the first Australian Idol the first The Voice people mm -hmm. you tend to be recognised for a little bit longer. Sure. It sticks. Stick. Like, you know, you're yeah, Shannon Nolsey and yeah. you're sort of uh, Guy Sebastian and people like that. And then straight after that, and it was a probably a really bad time to get asked, I had a mate who was on it and he goes, I'll just I'll just throw it out there and see if he's he wants you on it. 
And I got the call back straight away. Yep, we want to. We want you for January. I think it is, which is their biggest seller. And you've got you've got a week. And I've just come off Survivor. So of course, if you come off Survivor for fifty five days and you've lost seventeen kilos, what are you going to be doing? You're yeah. going to be eating a lot. Mm. So I wasn't in the best of nicks. But and then I get the call up, and all of a sudden that week was just next level. I, I was bet. calling anyone and everyone who'd done bodybuilding and body sculpting, going. Okay, I've got a week. <laughs> Help me out here. I'm going to be on the front cover of Men's Health. Okay, I need to look half decent. So, but you would have been. Pretty, you probably you would have been addition. pretty cut though. Like, well, I was cut, and... but then I had about a month off, and so that month was oh. just all eating. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so I'd put that 17 kilograms back on. What's the really What's quickly. the uh, What's the first meal when you get out of Survivor? <laughs> My first meal. <laughs> was actually straight after Tribal Council, the very last episode, I put, got put into a, a van and uh, got sent to a, a nice villa where I found out where Jonathan LaPaglia stays, which is like a five-star villa. Oh, so so well, that's where yeah, he's that's there where for he's the whole staying. Yeah. <laughs> And in, the, in this little budget van where they moved all the players around and stuff like that, I saw this polystyrene sort of container. And, like, you, your, your thought process on food is very, very different. And I looked down and look, you look at food very aggressively and I looked at it down and I went, something in that and I opened it up it was a half eaten chicken burger I went I'm eating that and it tasted so good it's probably there for two or three days by some film crew some sort of production sort of producer mm. or anything like that and I just smashed it and my guts was you know obviously my immune system was pretty high so I could have eaten anything it wouldn't, I wouldn't have got sick so yeah. um, that was my first meal everyone seems to think oh did you go out and get a steak and you yeah. know fries I went nah it was a half eaten chicken burger uh, that's probably been sitting there for about three or four days we um <clears throat> not a few months ago, we actually had a, a guy on the show not talking about Survivor. We actually, unbeknownst to us, he had already gone and recorded Survivor. And then off air, he talked to us a little bit about it. And he said the boredom was the hardest part for him because just and without a phone, without anything to do. And he said, I just went and laid on the beach for hours and hours and hours just waiting to be called up to do something. How did you find that experience? Yeah, I think the first year we were guinea pigs a bit. Okay. Um, so the rules, obviously the rules were pretty strict and there wasn't a lot of leeway. Uh, when I went back the second time on All Stars, it changed a bit. The hardest thing about it, obviously the living conditions is tough and all of that course. sort of stuff, it's the lockdowns. So when you're moving players from your tribe to the challenge area to tribal council, they've got to move all the film crew. Oh, okay. And so yeah. when they move the film crew, you've got to sit there, but you've got to sit there in silence. And that's, that's the worst thing because – if the cameras aren't on you, you're not allowed to talk because I could have a chat to you mm -hmm. and we could, you know, vote off someone else. And so the cameras need to be on. If the cameras aren't there, you can't talk. So it was the lockdown. Oh, yeah, so it's right. probably about four hours a day where you're sitting down, literally like us three sitting, facing each other, not being able to talk. It's it's crazy. So they changed the rules a little bit and they could have a soft lockdown, which meant that you can talk about life, what's happening back home, but you can't talk about the game, which made it a bit easier for the second time around in All-Stars. But the first one was like... Shut up, Lee. So no people eye are listening. contact. Yeah, because producers are there waiting for you to. Oh, you my. can't talk about the game. Shut up. And they, tr some producers are nice, but some producers like go sit over there, <laughs> just staring. So it's like I've been in preschool. It is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty hectic. And again, with each year, they sort of fine tune the rules and stuff like that. But that's that's the hardest thing because you've got two days, so forty eight hours to cut into one episode. Yeah, which is. About an hour, about an hour of content, and then they're rolling cameras too for forty-eight hours mm. on on two tribes. So there's a lot of downtime, but yeah, it's the the worst thing is the days off because every single day you're either got a challenge um, for food or a challenge for you know obviously to vote a player off or whatever. But then when you have a day off, that's the worst because you've got no energy, and they go go out and go fishing and then you know go swimming. He's like, no, I've got no energy. Yeah. I've got nothing wow. to give you. Yeah. <laughs> And then we come back and we find out that the film crew and on, on their days off, they're at villas and they're going jet skiing and everything yeah. like that. <laughs> so that, that's the, the days off are, are long, yeah. This episode of the Dawson D Show is brought to you by Fleet Plan Hire Solutions. Look, if you've got an earth-moving project coming up, don't look past Fleet Plan Hire Solutions. They are the best in the business. In fact, I would say it would be dumb to look elsewhere. Absolutely. I mean, we're here on the Gold Coast. It's roasting hot. Every second property has a swimming pool, which makes me kind of want that swimming pool. But if I need to get it done, I'm going to Fleet Plan Hire Solutions because they have all the equipment to make it happen. All the toys and whistles, whether it's excavators, mm -hmm. uh, truck hire, plant hire, yep. just just everything you can imagine, they've got it. And with their amazing team, the customer service is five-star, top-notch. Absolutely. Big or small, it doesn't matter. They will get the job done. So fbh.com.au, head over there now and get it done. Back to the episode with Lee. I, only, I don't watch Survivor a lot. Like I'm not one that goes, oh, there's a new season, I'm yeah. on it. 
I remember I watched one or two seasons because it was, a, you know, when you, you had to have a show with your mum or yep. your dad that you watched together. Yeah. So for a, when I was back home living for a while, we watched Survivor. And some of the challenges I remember watching, they were just crazy. What was the craziest challenge, do you think, physically or even mentally, that, that tested you the most? Yeah, the most physical challenge I did, I think we had to wrestle. So early in the piece, they have a lot of physicality because people are – Jacked up. They've gone to the gym. They're, they're, they're keen to go. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of energy. People want to sort of mark their territory. So the first couple of, uh, the first week is a lot of physical type challenges. And then you go more into the endurance stuff. And the, the, the but the most physical one was probably a couple of, there's a lot of wrestling that I did with uh, Lockie, uh, Lockie Gilbert, who was bachelor. What yep. else was he? SAS. Yeah, okay. Big unit, 25. Yep. Half my age and belt. <laughs> so Lee, you, you, you take on Lockie. Oh, really? And that's – I did my shoulder. had to have a recon. I stayed on the show. But, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Um, and you get a lot of injuries, big injuries that people um, either carry throughout the show or then have operations straight off. Mm. The most sort of mentally testing one was the final tr- the final challenge in season one where I just literally have two feet on a pole, on two little poles, no wider than this coffee mug. So Barefoot? Like- barefoot. And then put a hand on a pole and you can't take your hand off that pole that, and we lasted <clears throat> six and a half hours oh on that. Oh, my God. Is and, that, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. When I asked that question, I was thinking, I wonder if it was something like that. Because yeah. I remember watching some of those and it looks absolutely torturous. And then we had – we were on a side of a cliff and we had these waves crashing over us as well, which which sounds like fun, you know, but <laughs> it's not. After after an hour, you're sort of over it. But that was, that was a big challenge. That was the last challenge. That was to make the final two and things like that. So you just – that was the last, last challenge we knew that we had to do. So you just – take everything and it's amazing what you can do though with your body when you think you're spent and you just keep going so yeah which island were you on for this one samoa was the first samoa, one and, okay. re- and then the second one was fiji fiji was a holiday samoa was horrific <laughs> we got evacuated because of a yeah, it was an earthquake we uh in samoa the weather was yeah. just ter- it's all open to the elements yeah so um it just depends what sort of weather you have and i'd look at the conditions about 25 and you've got five pieces of clothing that you can take on Take yeah, the pieces of clothing that you're wearing and then you've got five other items, right? So I'm going to 25, 20 at night, should be fine. Didn't take any jumper or anything. That was the worst oh, that's decision a, ever. Oh, that's right. a second, yeah, yeah, rookie error. The, the thing that I, I – I, I, it's a hygiene. That's what creeps me out. I don't know. I, I, I bet that probably goes out the window very quickly and don't care anymore. But I just think, oh, the hygiene. The brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth. Yeah, no toothbrush. The, the smelling – the smell, everyone smells the same, so you don't yeah. really know. But we ask the producers after, you go, do we stink? They go, when we get you guys in that little van, we got to take you half an hour to the next location. That is it reeks. horrific. <laughs> but we don't know because we all sm- smell the same. Yeah. But the teeth thing sounds worse than what it is. Like there's no toothbrush and no toothpaste, but yeah. you're eating clean food. It's rice and water. Yeah. So you don't have that those furry barnacles that, you know, when you, have, you go missing for a couple of days yep. brushing your teeth and you go, oh, that's a bit furry. I should brush. <laughs> you don't get any of that. And you've got a bit of charcoal and you can you can you find ways. You yeah. find ways, yeah. What's the situation like you touched on it earlier where yeah, you finish your career, you, you, you jump into breakfast radio and then you all of a sudden you get the sack. I'm keen to hear yeah. that transition and – Maybe the mental aspect of it, and obviously, you know, you, you start choosing which direction you want to go in. Like, it's a it must really have been a funny time. It's a really challenging time for, for people, for players and athletes who have played one game or played three hundred games for their respective fields. Like, for me, I was lucky that I retired twice. Uh, I first of all had a, a major back operation when I was twenty seven. Holy shit, Lee, what do you do? I threw all my eggs in one basket, didn't have any balance in life and came out and went, oh, I'm in trouble here. What do I do? So then I went and studied and got some employment and then made a comeback two years later. So the second time around was a little bit easier for me, but it was still tough because it's your identity. It's what you do for a living. It's people, what people know you for. Yeah. And then when you finish, you've got to sort of give yourself leeway of about 18 months to go, right, I'm going to try a few different things. A lot of people don't want to do that. A lot of people stay in the industry, whether they want to stay in coaching or admin or whatever. I was done with cricket. I said, I want to try something else. And what that means is, okay, you're going to have to stumble a few times. And I went into a my first job was a great job and I didn't know what I was doing, but it paid really well. It was like, okay, well, that's a start. <laughs> you know, yeah. It was in the oil and gas industry as a risk manager. Okay. I have to, still to this day, I still don't know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> but I lasted – what it gave me is it gave me structure for about 12, 18 months and then I still figured out, okay, what do I want to do? And I knew that I had to try a few things. I play, I, I worked for the Australian Cricket Association as well. I was a past player manager. So for the players 
who are finishing up, I help them, you know, sort of put them in the right direction, whether it be a psychologist, whether it be some more coaching or whatever. Mm-hmm. If they needed access to, you know, the funding from ACA, I'd help them as well. So that helped me as well get through it. But it's always tricky. As I said, like I wanted to do something outside of cricket to see because I, I was just done with it. I wanted to see what our other opportunities were out there. And, and then I went straight into Brecky Radio and then – drone business and then survivor happened because of that you know the, the only yeah. reason why the drone business and survivor happened was because of getting fired from brecky radio there you go. so it's just looking at those opportunities and but it's easier said than done because a lot of people are over 30 they've got they don't have the time to spend you know two or three years trying to find out what they want to do because they got mortgage you know family course, yeah. whatever so you, you, don't, you don't have that time like you do when you're in your 20s so um yeah it's it's worked out well for me and you know some people do okay some people you know there's a lot of athletes that struggle as well when mm. they finish up as well yeah and I'm, I'm sure you would have probably been across that in the player management thing how like i don't know how involved you are these days and how it's changed over the last 10 or 15 years, but is it, are they putting – Cricket Australia putting a lot of emphasis on an exit strategy? There's, for- yeah, there's a lot of funding, uh, probably the same with AFL, uh, rugby league, you know, the big sort of uh, sports in Australia. There's obviously a lot more funding, so that goes towards the Players Association, so player welfare is a big thing. ACA just started when I was starting out, and then by the time I'd finished, uh, there was a lot of funding, so you could go off and study you could do things and, and paid for. It's still tough because your mindset is 100% focused on the sport. So you still get pushed by and, and spoken about by player welfare managers, hey, you better do something. Why don't you try something? Do something a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, see what see what you know passion you've got outside of the game. But then when you're a 22-year-old, 23-year-old, and all you've wanted to do is play professional sport and now you're there, this is like, no, I've sacrificed – things when I was 15 all the way through to 20 to just play cricket or just play AFL, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have to do that anymore. That's, my, that's yeah. my reward is I don't have to study, it, which is a – it's a lot of young people. I, th- I thought that. A lot of young people think that. That's their reward is like I don't have to do that because that's what the other people do. But, yeah. but you know, nowadays there's a lot more um, education. and But still it's up to the individual to decide when they want to do that. And that light bulb might go off when they're 20, might go off when they've – had their last contract and it might be a bit too late. This is yeah, still a okay. fair bit of support mm. post when you retire. There's probably a good 12 to 18 months of support there as well. So, yeah. It's a funny one because people say, don't plan too much. But then when you, but then people over plan, you get, well, yeah, you get told, stop planning too much, or but then you're not doing enough. So, where, like, it's like the chicken or the egg. It's like, do I plan my five years yeah. in advance as a 24 year old cricketer, which, I mean, it might be different for a professional athlete, I'm sure, the money and things like that, the, the opportunity to invest in and it's a wider scope and, you know, an apprentice tradie. Or you sit on your ass and you do nothing. Like It's it's well, not sit on your ass and do nothing, but you can over overcomplicate it. Yeah, you can focus. And I fight fight this battle a lot. Obviously, my, I'm spread a lot wider these days in terms of the things that I do. And I, I think the reason why I do that is because cricket was everything for me. Mm. Like I threw everything into it and I didn't have any balance. So it's one of these ones, do you go all in and 100% on your job and try and be the best one, top one, 2%? Because there's a lot of theories out there is like you can't have a plan B if you really want to make it to the top. Yeah. And I sort of looked at that theory and I went, no, you can't have a plan B. Like you can go out and study it doesn't, and, and spend a couple of years studying and have it sit there but mm. still be – there's still time in the day to do both. And it's also up to the individual. Like someone like a Steve Smith or a Michael Hussey can think about the game 24-7, yeah. Marnus Labashek, yet someone like Andrew Simons – can't he has to get away from the game he has to fish he has to do something different someone like myself i only found out this later in life in my career that i needed something else whether it be a business or some something outside of the game to help my performance on the park as well yeah okay. so this whole plan you know cash all you put all your chips on the table or have you know don't spread yourself to don't have a plan b a plan c i i, I challenge that theory because mm. everyone's a bit different as well i'm interested and in, i was actually having a chat to my old man about this recently about how much money is in domestic cricket and like in now 2024 um so i'm not talking about players that go across the world and play 2020 tournaments or playing for australia but purely just domestic do you know roughly kind of what yeah, they're earning it's, it's some good money uh because if you think about it if they're pretty if they're a good enough player to play both in the big bash and state cricket yeah there's two contracts up for grabs okay so there's two pools of money Income, there. yeah so you've got your 12-month contract. It might be, say, for example, Victoria Cricket, mm-hmm. and then you might pick up a contract with the Renegades. Yeah. So 
there's yeah, I reckon if you're in the top sort of twenty, thirty players, you're probably picking up a good three hundred thousand. I reckon. Wow. Um, okay. And not to mention, you know, you got match payments for uh, state players as well and things like that. Sure. So, uh, and then there's opportunities. That's not, that's only if you stay and play in Australia. A lot of players do go over to England yes. and play in the county system over there as well. So, it's it's good enough to live a nice lifestyle. But you know, again, if you're just a state player. And if you're good with your money, you can, you know, set yourself up, but you're still, it's not one of those ones where you're, you're going to be set for life. Yeah. So there's it's some really good opportunities there, good money to be made. I know you touched on the back injury, but did you, do you feel like you were in the headspace where you, you had, you were kind of setting yourself up and thinking for the future when you were playing, like financially? I'm not. Oh, financially, I was pretty good, but in terms of. Because you went overseas, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I went overseas a few times and played over there. And before I had a contract, and if I, I think like my first ever contract with for Queensland was like seven grand. I was like, yes, I've made it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I am set for life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I went over and applied my trade over there and obviously kept a bit of the money, saved a bit of money over there. So I was quite smart with my money. Yeah. But one thing I probably look back on is I probably should have had another interest. And mm. it was only, again, as I said a bit earlier, later in life until I, I found out what I wanted to do. And, and now I sort of look at it and go, right, I leave the cricket. I, I remember that time. Mm. It was a good time. But I don't sort of – I get every now and again when someone comes up and sort of recognise you, I reckon – Nine out of ten is Survivor and one out of cricket. And yeah, I go, okay. yes, a little fist pump when there's a cricket. Yeah. I go, yes, so we I want to encourage cricket. your listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you still close with a lot of, a lot of the boys that you played with? Uh, yeah, we sort of have a small group. Uh, we're lucky that we've got a Bulls Masters group up here that's run by Jimmy Ma, one of the greats yeah. from Queensland cricket. Casper, um, Bick, all the greats back in the sort of the 90s, early Queensland 2000s. Queensland was stacked. That was yeah, stacked. Yeah. Like if you got a game for Queensland, that was a big thing. And I was mm. lucky because I, I had opportunities to go uh, you know, to, to Adelaide or to, to Hobart and play for those states down there. But I just wanted to stay around because I knew we were in a in the era of dominance. And if it meant that I played half the games, but I was – I, I won as you know more flags, and I was happy to stay as well. And it's a bit different these days. Like a lot of te- players can go and pick up and go for two months and play in the BBL, and then come back home. Whereas if you picked up back in the day, you're you're there for yes. a while. So yeah. Well, I've still got a lot more burning cricket All questions, right. and uh, we've got a few up our sleeve that I'm really looking forward to, including some of your best teammates and best opponents. But we'll come back to that later. Now we're about to debut a brand new segment for our brand new sponsor, the Virtual Expo. Now we're not sure how this is going to go, but <laughs> we're going to have a crack at the Price Is Right, Lee. So uh, I remember that. I remember yeah. that show. Now yeah, you're, what was his name? Larry. Larry Ebner. He's Edna. still around. Yeah, he's still, he does yeah. the morning show. Yeah. Channel 7. He looks great, doesn't he? He does look great. I think he's vegan. I think, I think that, that's <laughs> seriously. <must> be it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just quickly do a little intro and then uh, then we'll get stuck in. So you're going to go one-on-one with Doss today and right. we'll see uh, we'll see who's bring it. Closer, closer to, to the, the value. We'll explain the rules right in a second. Right. But okay. The Price is Right is brought to you by our good friends at the Virtual Expo. If you want eyes on your business, this is a place to be and all you need is an internet connection. Visit www.theexpo.com.au and get involved today. Now, nice. Lee. Yes. We have got three products that we have found on the internet. Well, well, I, found, I, well I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah. I should, I should yeah. say that. In now. what industry are these products? <laughs> they range. Adult? <laughs> they, <yeah. laughs> Because I don't know too much about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we hear that yeah. all the time. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically describe a product and show you, and then I want you guys nearest to pin, have a guess, and then yeah. we'll uh, we'll see who gets closer. So Bring the first on. one, the first one is now Lee. I'm sure back in the day when you were travelling in the cricket world, uh, you you'd look at your whites and you may need to iron them. But at the same time, you're a good looking man with a great rig, and you want to look in the mirror at the same time. Now this is a two in one iron board, so it's got a mirror on one side and an iron board on the other. So you push the button. And the iron board uh, flops out, yep. like that. So it just looks so, like that, a, so that's a mirror there. Yeah, it's just a mirror on the bottom of bottom of it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So it, it actually doubles as a mirror that's and an idea. iron board. That's, that's right. Now, bizarre. what do you reckon the regular retail price for this Are one is? We talking Amazon or? Uh, uh, well, I won't say. Now, we'll, we'll, Lee, do you want do to, have to go first? Because <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll go, go first. Dice, give us uh, a. I'm going to go. I reckon. It, I reckon. I reckon it looks cheap and nasty. To be honest, I reckon forty nine ninety nine. Forty nine ninety nine, Lee. Does it come with the iron? <laughs> Does it come with the iron? Does it come That's with the iron? I reckon yeah, the iron's the most expensive. <laughs> yeah, thing. it is. Well, mirrors aren't really cheap. It's got to be, I reckon, seventy nine ninety five. Okay. 
Lee has the lead. This actually retails at $195. What? Yeah, well, $194.99. So I reckon this scope for us to make a product. <laughs> boys, <laughs> boys. Absolutely. Now, uh, my map's not... With Dawson D. <laughs> Iron slash mirror. Do you want to invest? <laughs> Another <laughs> business to add to the boat. Investors, yeah, well, possibly. <laughs> this is a problem without having the producer here to do the maths. So I'm just going to say it's 1-0 at the moment. <laughs> okay. to Lee. Now, the next one, you did. You spent some time... Well, you spent a season in the IPL. Yep. Um, you obviously probably got a nice taste of the local uh, cuisine. Yeah, yes. Now, ramen. Did Were you ever a fan of ramen? I have tried this because it's a good ramen um, place here in Burley, actually. Well, I've so got the yes. product for you, Lee. Oh, very Larry. Sally taking this role very so, seriously. Uh, so this is an all-in-one ramen kit. Uh, you can oh. take this anywhere. It's actually a microwave within itself, ran on battery-operated, and it even comes with chopsticks. And so you can go, <laughs> into, Sur- you can go into the Survivor into Samoa, and all yep. you need is this kit. You might have to pr- produce your own rice and so forth. That's kind of what we're looking at. It's actually a microwave. Microwavable. All right. It's microwavable. <laughs> goes up, goes up produce your own rice. Goes you up, like to produce your own rice. <laughs> goes up very easy to do. <laughs> yeah. Go, five go to the grain fields, lads. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm reliably told this goes up to 200 uh, degrees on, uh, so okay. just like a like a regular can microwave. I look, can I, yeah, yeah, sorry. I yeah. There you go. So okay. it's almost like it almost seems like a slow cooker. Kind yeah. of with a for ramen. What do you I'm, think? I'm, if it's, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine dollars, Lee. Yeah, I'm gonna. Go lower than nine. I'm going to go around forty nine ninety five. It retails at twenty four yes. seventy cents. Kidding me? Yes. Uh, That's a bargain. That is an absolute bargain. So uh, Lee's going home with a ramen cooker today. Yes. Uh, no, <laughs> joke. We don't have one. Now, final. Lee can't lose from here. It's two no, nil up. But we'll, we'll okay. play the. Clean sweep. We'll, we'll play this next one. Now, this is a DJI Mini Two SE drone. Available. Oh, see. <laughs> this is what it, this, this is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, give us a little. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't believe it's the latest of the tech. What number? Uh, Mini two. Mini two. SE. Jeez, if I can, I should know this. If I can I? get you here, people ask me this all the time. Like, what is what is what does this drone cost? I'm sure they ask for discounts. I believe at the site I looked at this morning was, was reduced. Okay. On JB we're not going reduced price, are you? Well, well, this is the price I found. Yeah. So. Do you want? You want to go? I'll go first. All right, come on, Doss. I'm not hit the nail on the head. I'm gonna go. Don't a clue. Don't no, no, price range, no? No, no. Huh? I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go 2500. 2500. Too low. $799. You're so close. $599. What? And <laughs> a little wig. <laughs> so we have a, the price is right. Do I get a drone? Uh, no, but you do oh. get... <laughs> what you do get, what you do get is our good friends at the Virtual Expo are supplying you with your very own virtual booth. So at the nice. upcoming Ooh. Virtual Expo, which is a worldwide event, this re- this is a $500 yeah. uh, thing that's been donated to you. So nice. you can have uh, uh, 16 touch points. You can basically promote your product to the world. Uh, so you can put the drone in it or you yeah. can put the gym or whatever you like. I would probably... Or the men's health. Yeah. Men's health. That, that, well, there's, there's, there's virtual photos. So, so, so the virtual expert, how does it work? Literally, you have a booth, an online booth, and people can just click through their laptop. Yep, just like a regular the, expo. Okay. All you need yeah. is an internet connection. Yeah. And cool. uh, yeah, there'll be hundreds of people there online across uh, two huge days, speakers, workshops, and uh, and of course, plenty of businesses just like drone it that, uh, that might be exhibiting. So uh, we'll get our people to get in touch with your people and uh, set that all up that for you. That was a clean sweep. So does that mean your pants yeah, down right yeah, yeah, we didn't come up with that, actually. <laughs> we didn't come up with a loser. Yeah. Um, but we'll circle back to cricket for a little bit because I do want to ask. So you obviously played in a stacked team. I want you to give us, Lee, your top three teammates you played with in, in terms of ability, not as good blokes or friends, but ability. I think if I look at it from a from a Queensland point of view, and we did have a stacked team, the players that I love playing the most with – there's a guy by the name of Clinton Perrin who played 100 games for Queensland. And you need one of these players in every team, you know, just total team player, yep. funny as F, you know, and just you, you want that, especially in a game of cricket, which is very, it, you know, four days, you know, there's a lot of time to kill. So um, I'd, I'd pick him. Um, he was the best man at my wedding as well, oh, so okay. I'm biased. <laughs> yeah. You sure can't that. go past Andrew Simons, Roy, I yeah, God bless his yeah. soul, like such a great player. And some of the Royisms he he had in his time were, <laughs> I mean, that's a whole new podcast. But do you have a favourite off the top of your head? Um, Question without notice. There's one that I think was, there was a meat tray that was going on. I think we are in Scarborough or something like that in Perth and they were coming through and trying to sell meat raffles, uh, meat tickets, whatever, raffle tickets. And um, he, Roy said to the guy, oh, when is this drawn? He goes, oh, it's drawn on the 31st of March. He goes, all right. 
well, I guess I'll see you on the 32nd to pick up my prize. <laughs> 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 That's off the top of my head. There's, that's a good there's one. There's a thousand like that one. there. There's a thousand. That's a ripping dad joke. Yeah. I don't know if it was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was dead serious too. And we're all looking around going, Roy, you, is this? And then you could see the blank look on his face. That, and that happened a lot with him. But, yeah, great teammate. <laughs> and that. probably one I love playing with Bick. Yeah. Andrew Bickle, just uh, ultimate team man, just – Effort, 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 and mm. uh, just a great guy as well. Him yeah. and Casper, great guys, like, would give you the time of the day. So, yeah. What was it like, playing over, though. What was it like <laughs> playing over in the IPL? Yeah, it was interesting because we played in South Africa that year okay. because uh, there was security concerns or something. So they literally picked up a whole IPL tournament Jeez, within a really? month. Is this took 09? It, took it to uh, South Africa. Yeah, right. so I hadn't been to South Africa. Have, wow. So, and I was lucky. I played with the king, you know, the great Shane Warne. Wow. We had a lot of Victorians, obviously, with with Warney being coach and captain and Chuck Berry being the oh, yeah. coach. Oh. There was a lot of Victorians uh, in that side. So um, <laughs> oh, we, They never get picked anywhere else. <laughs> in cricket, <so. laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so that was a great experience. And then to, to, to bring in sort of all the Indian players and then South Africans and, and all the – and it happens, obviously – it, it was pretty new back then. Because was, was that a was that a that was a brand new team, wasn't it? Or was it? Yeah, second, second or third, year, second yeah. or third season as well. So it was, it was one of those ones where you know players didn't if they played against each other, they knew each other, but they didn't hang out a lot. And and all of a sudden there was this cross pollination of players in in the one team. And now it happens everywhere. You know, obviously every single team has got you know, maybe four or five different players from different nationalities and things like that. So there's a lot more friendships that would happen. You know, it was rare to have a friend in another team, uh, another country, but now it's like everyone knows everybody. You, you go into these BBL games and everyone's sort of high-fiving each other and giving each other handshakes and hugging each other because they, they played against each other in the Sri Lankan Premier League or the Bangladesh Premier League or something like that. Mm. So, yeah. I, I do want to ask about the current landscape of cricket too, but before I do, I, I, you know, the flip side, when you're batting, who are the three bowlers to face that you that, hated? That, yeah, that, that left you up at night or <laughs> the cricket nothing coming yeah. out of you. Mitch oh. Johnson was a nightmare. Oh. Nightmare. Being a lefty, if he didn't get his outswing going, the ball would just follow you, like come in at you and just hit you in the inner thigh or something like that. But it's in the nets, which is the hardest thing because yeah. the nets aren't really sort of aren't like test the, the standard that you get out the middle. It depends on, you know, the preparation. And he'd bowl massive noise. And I'm happy for him <laughs> to hear this and call me out on it, but he'd be bowling off 18 yards. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. He was, he Overstepping. Was, he was really? scary. And Tatey was with <sighs> the wild thing because you just didn't know where they were going to go. He would bowl a couple of just oh, I'm all over this guy. You know, he doesn't know where they're going. Next thing he'd just rip your front pad off. <laughs> yeah. It was um, seriously quick, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, and the other guy who was a really annoying um, it wasn't fast. Adam Dale. Okay. Victorian, come up to right. Queensland, probably four, 300, 400 uh, first-class wickets and would bowl stump to stump at about 125 kilometres yeah. an hour. So it wouldn't scare you, but you just couldn't hit him. And up at the Gabba, the ball swinging around corners, you know, green wicket, mm. he just dominated and he was a nightmare to face as well. So a, a mix of pace but also a little bit of guile as well. Yeah, okay. I you, like it. You mentioned the king. Was, it, was that a bit of fun playing over that there with great. him? Yeah. yeah. Such a good experience. Yeah. yeah. He's everything that you, you yeah. want in a, in a captain and coach and stuff yeah. like that. So, uh, and then some of his stories as well. Yeah, just sitting there at the breakfast table going, oh, how are these stories? I was <laughs> like, their cereal's getting all sort of soggy because yeah. they're not taking a not taking a mouthful. Yeah. It's like, tell me more, tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to grab a beer with Lee and hear some of these stories yeah. at some stage. Um, so we, we also touched on too, like, and we're talking about this off air now with it's a little bit frustrating being selfish in the BBL because players leave quite quickly, but we don't we can't blame them because there's tournaments popping up everywhere now, like even ten over tournaments, and they're even going even shorter than that. I heard potentially are they. Oh, maybe Jesus, maybe maybe ten was a short one that shocked me. I don't yeah, know. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to a five over tournament. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just <laughs> cra- in a super over tournament. <laughs> oh, it's just crazy. But where do you kind of see the current landscape of cricket? There's a lot of talk about Test match and versus you know popularity with short form. Where do you kind of see it? Yeah, I think the Test match, uh, the Test match landscape is is dwindling. I mean, apart from the big three, you've got England, India and Australia. Apart from that, you just don't pull any crowds. You know, mm. Sri Lanka, West Indies are out at the moment. I didn't even know. It's um, probably over now. It's probably over. Yeah. You know, if you bought a day three ticket, um, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the best. I hope you bought All insurance. The <laughs> um, so, but I think their test cricket needs to thrive because that produces your 
test greats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, yes, you've got your, you know, your, your BBL players or your, your T20 players, but the test greats are the ones that are going to be remembered because it's such a hard sport to play. I think one day cricket will probably fall away by the wayside and these T20 competitions are here to stay because they're funded. Um, there's a lot of money involved in it. And it's, it's probably the ICC, it's up to the ICC to find windows where each tournament can thrive and have the best players. So I know that India, the IPL, is the reason why it's the best competition in the world is because all the Indians players. Now, we get maybe one week out of the whole tournament in the BBL where the Australian players play, and yeah. that's only the batters. It's resting mm. all the, the Mitch Starks and the Cummins and all that sort of stuff. So we need to find that balance where can we get more Australian players. And you get you saw in the Sydney Smash, you know, Warner and Smith out. Full yeah. house, full house. Yeah, mm. it was nuts. The BBL is getting better because it's shortened tournaments now from fourteen games to ten games, and the crowds are getting a lot, a lot higher this year as well. And the players, the overseas players, are staying longer as well. So instead of a four, uh, fourteen game, which might blow out to about ten weeks, are probably here for about maybe seven weeks, which allows the players to come out here and they don't have to cut. It's nothing worse than finding out you've got a overseas player and then two games later you got another one and another one and the reason why the Brisbane Heat been so successful this year is they've got their players and they've played all the way through and now they're in the finals they've lost their players so now so and, and create, it creates another issue as well so they, they've, they're on the right path I think um, it's just trying to hold those players for as long as they possibly can throughout the tournament well even Sammy we had Sammy Harper on um, last year well, he was at the Stars at the time. Now he's at the Renegades. And other way around. Other way around, yeah, other sorry. Way around, yep. Yeah, he was basically saying, I can't remember which player it was, but they were on the rooftop and they, they knew he didn't, it was an international player, but he didn't know everyone's name because he was just there, he was there and gone. Yeah. Like it was so quick and instantly. Is it is it Creek to Creek? Is that the show? What, Creek to Coast. Creek to Coast. I want to hear then, about I want to hear Weekender as well. So, so tell us shows. about those. So Creek to Coast. Are you a are you a camper yourself? Do you enjoy getting out having a fish? Yeah. Predominantly, I'm a Weekender. Um, so the Weekender show, I, I'm probably eighty percent on that show, and then probably the other twenty percent. So it's the same producers, same okay. production company. Yep. One's more boating, camping, fishing. That sounded like an ad. That yeah, yeah. BC BC epic fun, all right. <laughs> Please sponsor the show. Yeah, yes. um, thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. <laughs> And the other one's weekend or so, your weekend getaways. Yep. And so that's I'm sort of more that adventure guy or go skydiving, snorkeling, scuba diving, things like that. So yep. great shows. I was lucky enough to, and how this came about was I was doing drone work for them way back in the day. And we, we went to do Kokoda as well. We won a couple of awards and stuff like that. And then Survivor happened and obviously my profile sort of went through the roof and then they said, hey, Lee, you know, do you want to get in front of the camera? So I went from being the drone operator for those shows to being in front of the camera and I said, I'll give it a go and I thought this will probably last about six months before they just moved me on and seven years later I'm still there. So, so um, did you film like a short film or something at Kokoda? Yeah, we did it. We we did a doco with Channel cool. Seven, yeah. um, and it was, I think it was the seventy fifth anniversary, and we took a whole crew over. We won a we won a couple of awards for it as well. Wow. It was really good, and I was the drone operator for that. We had the film crew. They put me in front of the camera a little bit because I played cricket as well, and there's cricket's actually a pretty big sport yeah. over in, in Papua New Guinea. And from that, that's how Drone It got a name for itself because I was I was the first drone operator to technically go from start to finish to take a drone through. Kokoda, whereas yeah. in the past, you know, drones would just be at the start, be at the finish. And back then it wasn't as easy as a little port, like a little handbag, like your, the DJI Mini that went, <laughs> that I just won <laughs> just earlier. These things yeah. were like you're taking big pelly cases and, you know, the porters would have to carry them. It was real tough to – but once we got that footage, it was amazing. So that kick-started that and then Survivor happened got a bit of a profile they took a bit of a pun on me to be in front of the camera and um yeah it's still still going to this day so mm. it's it's a good show it's a great show it's been going actually last year it just celebrated its 20 years oh, weekend it did creek to coast has wow. been going nearly just as long scotty hillier who's is the sort of face of creek to coast he he does everything and every now and again i'll pop in for a bit of camping or something yeah. like that or you invite me for bit a bit of extra work <laughs> bit of extra work um yeah so it's great fun uh, it, you know it's not a full-time gig there's about seven or eight of us uh, presenters yep. and then we just share the load around because everyone's got their own jobs it's just so fortunate it's such a great crew too and so we get to travel all around queensland and now we're expanding out to outside and all around australia so yeah um, yeah, it's there's some watch your space because we're going to go do some really cool things coming up it's actually really inspiring hear you talk about all these different like facets of your life and career so i'd like to know where do you see in five or ten years time do you have any idea like what gives you the most joy is it being in front of a camera working on a business working out being part of the gym like where 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 does your happiness or it's i get this asked i get this asked a lot like i find enjoyment in all of them 
and they're all very, very challenging to, to run a sort of a, you know, one of the b- biggest training drone training companies in Australia is really logistically challenging. And I've got a great, um, business partner helped me with that. Running a gym's challenging as well. Like even working out, um, the, ch- the, the the presenting side of things, I found very challenging at the start. I thought, oh, this is easy, just get in front of the camera and talk. No, there's so many nuances that I had no idea. So I find myself throwing myself into the things that excite me sure. and challenge me and then I figure it out somehow to, to get the best out of me. So from a presenting point of view, how do I sort of connect with the audience when you're just looking at a – yeah. Uh, yeah, a little sort mm. of camera when there's no audience. And then you've got the live stuff like the BBL stuff that I do in front of 25,000 and you, you're doing a lot you're in front of a live crew, a live audience. So they're all very challenging and I love just going in and out of all of them, but it does that, that in itself, you've got to make sure that you don't spread yourself too thin, even though I've got a lot of sort of plates and I'm spinning, I just got to make sure that whatever I do, I do it as good as I possibly can. And then I'll, I'll put that into a bucket and then I'll move on to, the next bit so after this i've got to go here to a game and start getting my head into that space as well so yeah it's it's a hard one to answer it's i don't have a particular favorite uh, because they're all challenging as well Mm. i think i love that though i've told you about this book the multi-hyphen method and literally it's it's a new trend it's you don't have to necessarily work the one job you can actually have a few spin a few plates and it can work you can have, you know, multiple streams of income. They don't have to be like crypto and like all these random, you know, the yeah. get rich quick, but yeah. they can be, you can be a bit of a freelancer here after work and you can still work four days a week for someone else. You might have a podcast and like, and you get a bit of money here and there. Like there's nothing wrong with having a bit of everything and doing that for the rest of your life. You know? And it gives you utility as well. So you've got a, a set of, you got a set of skills. It's not just one set of skills. It's like for me, for example, I know how to run a business. I know how the gym industry works. I know how the media landscape works. So if someone asks you to do something, you've got a set of skills that is, you know, sort of there's utility there yeah. and people can ask you, you know, so you can dip in and out of different industries instead of the, the whole landscape of working in that one, one business, one industry forever is sort of, you know, it's changing a lot. Like you guys, when your podcast started years ago and now all of a sudden you're getting into producing and you've got different levels of income, different streams of income. So I find that really exciting to wake up every day to go, okay, what have we got on today? What's my focus? Yeah. It does take a certain sort of discipline though because if you find yourself spending too much time on one thing, others fall away. So you really have to manage your time really, really well. But it's exciting. It's really exciting. And it's so it's so good to see these people out there who might have a, a main business, but they're off to, with their side hustle and they're making their side hustle work. And then mm. all of a sudden they can choose to keep it a side hustle because if you choose to turn your side hustle into a profession, that's a whole new level. That's yeah. Some people don't want that because yeah. you know, that's a whole new pressure. When you find your little side hustle turning into your mainstream of income, it T- totally changes personality, the whole business. So, and some people just love it. People doing these weird, wonderful things. You go, he's making money out of that. Yeah. What do you, you know, he's <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. There's, there's money to be made almost every, well, yeah. everywhere yeah. in any industry, in any profession. Yeah. It's exciting, like you said. Yeah. yeah and as I said, I, I'd, I'd be fascinated actually. I might read that book because it's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's worth a read. Pick and up a few things. Yeah. It's really good. Should we do the golf box? I think it's time for our golf box. Are these segment. new shows, by the way? Yeah. Are you trolling them on me or? No, no, no new segments. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this, this one's one. been around a while now. Yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. the guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> we'll troll them on the lead if they work. We'll continue. I actually think that first one that, that, that worked well. Worked, worked well. well. I, like I, was, I was happy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good but this one is uh, what's in the golf box is brought to you by our good friends at Golf Box, Australia's greatest golf superstore. If you need it, they have it. And it gets to you fast and free. Shop online at golfbox.com.au. Right. D, do you want to maybe explain just briefly the, Make sure the, we're concept, the, of, right. the concept of the of the segment with Golfbox? Absolutely. So our regular listeners would have heard this over the last few weeks, what's in the golf box. So Lee, yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you so much. And they, they would love that as well. Lee's uh, beautifully <laughs> presenting the golf box to the listeners. So as you see, we have the physical golf box in there. And inside that box is a bunch of questions or challenges. So all you have to do, very simple, is pull out one, read the question to us all, and then answer it or provide the challenge. I'm, I'm butchering this. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, going to start, I'm, I'm going to start this again. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I'm like, we'll I'm work through it. This is great. This is good. <laughs> we'll work through it. Golf box, I'm sorry. Please please stay with us on the Are show. Sure this is not the first time you've done <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm like, got the shakes now. Great. Uh, no. So simply, yeah, it's a simple yeah. challenge. Pull it out. Read the question right. to the audience. And if you complete it, there'll be a nice little prize for you. Is this a stitch up? No. No, no, no. I there's only one question. There should be a few in there. All right. Let's have a read. She's got glasses here. 
Ring the most famous person <laughs> in your phone. Is he going to do it? <laughs> He's reaching for his phone. Oh, I've waited so long for this. Most famous. <laughs> oh, this is scary. Oh, gosh. Now, this is a true experiment this, on the Dawson D show. It doesn't really say much about how many famous people Yeah, who have you got in there? Who? Okay, you... off the top of... Uh... <laughs> Oh dear! What about? Be few, we'll say no. Most famous, but one's just yeah. Because oh, what about AFL? Yeah, I've got Alistair Lynch. Yeah, we'll take that. Please no, sort yeah. Of rock, yeah. Yeah. rock star. We'll take. Oh, now, no, do we'll I call take, it? Yeah, if you want. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is he doesn't answer. That's embarrassing. All right, I'm scared. Are you nervous? <laughs> I'm a bit nervous because I haven't spoken to Lynchy for a while. Yeah, that's, yeah well, it's been a while. If he picks up, we'll go, oh, mate, just don't worry. You've got the wrong number. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, we're, we're happy with that. We're happy with that. Bum dial. Sorry, mate. Didn't mean, I thought you might just else. have to put it into the mic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you, get, you get bum dial and we'll, we'll shut up. What happens if he gets two rings in and it just hangs up? That means he's hung up on you. All right. So Lynch, it's only because there's there's a few more in there. Look, but because it's a no, we take Alan. Alistair Lynch. That's a that's yeah, a big he's one. In AFL. He yeah. was AFL dominant. All right, let's go. Right. Speakerphone. Good face to him. <laughs> <laughs> right, mobile. Let's go. There you go. Jeez, a good sport, Lee. Yeah. Hi, the person oh. Oh, there you go. is not available. Please leave a short 10 Bugger. Second. Well, gave it a go. He gave, gave it, it a go, go. and that's yep. all that matters. Yep. Um, and maybe he's given you a burner number. Good feeling. Yeah, when did he give you? Well, that wasn't at the Gabba one day, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's take Here it Alistair is. Lynch. I'll just write that number down. <laughs> the old, the old <laughs> one-digit change. So, yeah, it's not the first time I've been given a dodgy number. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, well, thank you for playing along. That that had, me in, that had me in sweats because I, I didn't know how that would go, So, but we really appreciate that. But, of course... Don't want a prize, that effort, even though I didn't answer. That eff- yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that okay. effort was, deserves Ooh. this. This is a $250 gift voucher to our good friends at Golf Box Australia. Yeah, so, balls too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, show that to the camera, mate. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Show that. Love so, that. Thank you to Golf Box. $250, and you can get clubs, balls, apparel. Every, everything. T- everything. T- it says anything you like. Yeah. Even, if, even if you're not hitting the golf course regularly, you can might get yourself a nice polo. That's a good idea. Um, something like Fast that. Fast and so. free, too. Shipping? Absolutely, free that's shipping? the best part. Yeah, free. Best part. I so, need a part. I'm a lefty, and lefty. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. so you're a lefty, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was playing him last night in mini golf, oh, but so I had to play rock- golf at night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're it, staying in a nice. Uh, yeah. no, we got connections. I was I had to play right-handed. Yeah, how'd you which, go? Well, I who won? There you go. But anyway, that's the uh, that's Thanks a gold box. But Lee, very honestly, handy. we just want to say too, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you're, you're clearly a very busy man. We really appreciate you making some time for us. I've had an absolute ball. Me too. They're awesome to connect. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure, and well done on on your podcast as well. Thank you. When yeah. we're, maybe when we're up, we're up in another few months. We come and do a, a nice bath. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> come, in, come into the gym. gym. Let's get a nice bath challenge. Before yeah. we let you go, how do we find you on social media? And of course, drone it. Uh, Lee Castle. It's very very simple. Um, yeah, you'll see the men's health. Pop up, <laughs> be no right to the top. Our female and listeners will love that. <laughs> yeah, and then drone at d- uh, drone at com today. Yeah, yeah love you it. can find anything there. So awesome. yeah, it's all good. Beautiful. Thanks, Lee. Thanks, guys. Thanks. D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.